hurts. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting up on it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Right, how's it going, everybody? This is Adrian, and I'd like to welcome you all back to Fans of the Force Podcast, Episode 9. Once again, I am joined by the ever-awesome John and Cat Ray, and we're all excited to talk about all matters of Star Wars goodness with you all today. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Super excited, can't wait to delve into this. Let's talk some Star Wars! Before we move along, I'd just like to give John a belated Happy Father's Day to Papa John here. Happy Father's Day, John. Thank you very much. I spent the day with uh, uh, one of my kids. We went to a local baseball game. The Eugene Emeralds were playing. They are the uh, uh, champions of the Northwest League. And uh, this is the uh, defending championship season. And uh, our young grandson, Luca, who's just turned two years old, went with us. And we have a brand new baseball fanatic. He absolutely loved it. Was riveted, completely captivated by the game. Uh, And then he got to run the bases afterwards, and he just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was so sick. That sounds adorable. We've been taking him for, well, this is his third season that we've been, I mean, since he was a newborn, taking him to games. And he's always watched. But this time he was starting to get into it. He's like... Baseball! Go! It was really exciting. Really cute. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So tell me, John, you know, growing up, raising your your family and all that, how many many Vader-themed dad jokes did you ever, did you on average pull off? Oh, gosh. I mean, is is that a number that's even quantifiable at this point? (laughs) I don't even know. That in itself is a good answer. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, I I mean, I should have kept track, I guess. Well, it's good to know, man. And, you know, once again, glad you had fun. Once again, happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. Uh, So on that note, what do we got lined up for today's little outing? Well, as we start off, Adrian, typically we go with a little geek out section, galactic geek out. Then we'll have our main topic of discussion, uh, and it'll be centered around Yoda today. We'll play a little Star Wars Would You Rather, and then wrap things up with Attack of the Fandom. Sounds Sounds great. Awesome. Totally excited. What are we geeking out to this week? Well, there's a lot of stuff to geek out to this week. Uh, first, I'm going to drop a little bit of a plug for the Looking for Leia documentary. Um, this ha- is a documentary film that is focusing on the women and girls of the Star Wars fandom from all walks of life and all over the world. And um, they currently have a Kickstarter going to raise money um, for the f- to make this film. It's actually already started filming 
Um, and they're hoping to release it next summer. So they're they're looking for some additional funds to make that happen. And as a female Star Wars fan, um, I'm certainly interested in seeing something like this. And I'm donating to their Kickstarter campaign. So just wanted to throw a little plug out there for that. It seems like it'd be something really cool. So I'm looking forward to see what they do. So it's a documentary that's yeah they're going to be interviewing women um and young girls younger younger women (laughs) (laughs) um you know about how they got into the fandom what what they love about the fandom what the fandom means to them and kind of explore the female side of the star wars fandom wow that's really cool and it's really cool i really think that's awesome so the the Kickstarter campaign runs through Friday, June twenty third. So I would encourage people to you know they've got a video, so you can go check out what it's all about, see what they're up to, and if you decide that it's a worthwhile cause to back, uh, so go check it out. Groovy. So they be checking that out. Yeah. Um, so last week or over the the weekend, we uh, got to see the full trailer for Battlefront 2. Did you guys watch that? <laughs> Only a thousand times. I actually, <laughs> I, I didn't watch it yet. It's, it's uh, been so, I, I've been so just off rup, rup. the wall, just busy with stuff that I saw that it was out and I was like, oh, I need to get to that. And then just never got to that. Well, well, it's so maybe you can badass. tell me what I missed. Definitely worth your time to look at when you have a chance. Um, it just, I mean, so I'm not a video game person, but it just looks really cool. A lot of the footage, or I guess the the bulk of the footage is like the Battle of Theed, um, or a Battle of Theed, because um, it's got the clones. So I guess it's after episode one, whatever. Um, yeah, they are really pushing but, the prequel era just to show like, hey, yeah, we got other errors this time. Yeah, but wow, you got all right. droids and clones, and they're all on Naboo, and that—I mean, some really, some really awesome game footage from that. It looks fun, and cool. then they also uh, introduced the uh, what I guess is it single the campaign single players sing yeah. Not a video game. Um, that's what that's what uh, got me not to buy the first Battlefront. It just being multiplayer for me. I, I I like stories in my games. I just don't like random shoot 'em ups. So now that we're we're having this compelling empire sided story with this new character and you know the aftermath of the of the Battle of Endor, I am totally totally pumped. Especially with that tie-in novel that's coming out with it too. It's yes, like, yeah. Yes, so that's also please. on my geek out um and did uh did either of you watch the star wars show where they interviewed uh janina gavankar who voices and was the uh template actress for um it's, the character it's on my cue <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely um, on the radar uh haven't seen it yet uh but i'm i'm excited about this game i mean to the point where i don't have a ps4 but I'm, I'm putting some money aside. I'm gonna save up. The, <laughs> what is two hundred and seventy bucks or whatever it is that to get the system and then go buy the game, and then play with your friend and Adrian, the, and online. then play with my friend Adrian online. 
Yeah, that. <laughs> you know, I don't have a PS4 either, and like I've been saying, I haven't done very much video game playing, but seeing the trailer and um, listening to her interview and seeing how invested she is, and she's also going to actually be doing the audiobook for Inferno Squad. Really? Which Yes, which is really cool. Um, and how, and on the show, she was really encouraging people to read the book to help before they play the game to help get the background of her character and kind of help build the whole world. And so I don't know. So it sounds really cool. I mean, I'll definitely be reading the book for sure and maybe buy a PlayStation or 4. Or you could get a PlayStation 4 also. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> play with John and, you know, like, yeah. hey. do all of it. So. So, and this is coming from someone who grew up not playing video games, but I'm like, mm, might have to start. <laughs> if it's even half as good as what the trailers are making it look to be, it'll be worth it. Yeah, I mean, it looks incredible. So, so freaking cool. Uh, while we're on that, uh, did, you, did you guys have to watch the gameplay videos that came out? Negative. No. It's one of the it's one of the battle it's a battle of seed. Uh, people are playing as Darth Maul as Boba Fett. Oh, Ray, wow. Ray in the battle of seed. <laughs> really, really weird there. But wow, yeah. But it, 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 the game looks fun. It looks amazing. Something that really stood out to me, a lot of people online, is that the clone troopers are voiced by a uh, D. Bradley Baker hmm. in the game. Or in the past, they've all been voiced in like the past two Battlefront games. They were voiced by a, I forgot his name, Django Fett, Tomorrow Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I love that. That that was really cool hearing that, seeing that. But at the same time, it was a little jarring for me because I'm used to seeing cartoony, I guess, stylized clones. Yeah. Sounding like D. Bradley, and like the real life looking clones sounding like. I can never pronounce his name right. There we go again. You just said it. <laughs> Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison, thank you. But there's been there's been this whole argument now that D. Bradley really he owns the clone troopers now at this point. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel that way too. It's a hard line to walk. Um, I mean, again, I you know having watched the Clone Wars, I've definitely I love what D. Bradley Baker has done with the clones and how he has really been able to individualize them and so i think it's awesome that he's getting a chance to do that in a video game now so that's not a clone wars or rebels property it's like a legit yeah yeah well i want to say legit but it's it's a <laughs> it's connected to like the main series mm-hmm. so yeah. that, that that's it right there that's why it's so jarring it's not a cartoon property it's a live action franchise property and i liked it it well, it's kind of in between the same. It's in, it's in between live action and cartoon. Okay, let, let's put it this way. You, you got Dee Bradley uh, voicing the clone troopers that aren't stylish or cartoony looking, along with voice with other characters voiced by their actors from the films. So in, in the in the footage, you got Ray uh-huh. and Daisy Daisy Ridley's. It's obviously her, right? She's commanding clone troopers. Yeah. So it just kind of adds this, it legitimizes it to a degree, I think. But it's still animation. True. So true, true. It, although it's realistic looking, 
it's it's kind of still bridging that gap. And I think it's a cool way that they're colliding um, both the live action and the animated in this fashion so that we've got, you know, I, I, I agree. I think D. Bradley Baker's got a stranglehold on, on the clone characters, all of them at this point, you know. Um, and I think that because of, you know, the, the animated shows, um, when people think of the clones, I think they think of his voice. So I think it's it's the right choice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's spot on to use him. Uh, I love it. Now I want to go look up the darn videos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. I also th- I also think Sam Witwer was voicing Maul in the gameplay oh, too. Oh, sweet. I think you're right. So there's some bridges being crossed there now, which that's cool. I'm totally down for that. That's really really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kind of took the battle for a little too far there. No, that's, really no, that's totally it. cool. No problem, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the. Like I said, I'm pumped for this game. I, I gotta find a way to get me a PS4. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing all about it when it comes out in November. So. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so far away. Um, did either of you guys uh, see the the previews for the the Phasma comic that's coming out, or the Star Wars Adventure series of comics, which no. is a, a series? Well, you should go and find those pages wow. because they previewed they previewed about I think it's five pages of the Phasma comic, and it looks like it takes place like starts off literally on. Uh, Starkiller base, okay. like, right? Yeah, in the trash compactor. In the trash compactor. <laughs> Sweet. So, and there seem with you know we've got some X wings, bomb, and Starkiller. So nice. it looks like it's gonna hit the ground running, and the um, the pages, the art looks pretty good. So I don't. There wasn't any dialogue, so have no idea oh. exactly what up. anybody's saying yet. But the the art looks pretty impressive, and then. Um, they didn't release any artwork, but there was some more information released about the Star Wars Adventure series of comics, which is um, not actually published by – going to be published by Marvel. It's going to be published by IDW. Wow. And um, it's aimed at a slightly younger audience, but sounds like it's going to incorporate characters, kind of like Battlefront, but like from all of the eras, yeah. across all eras of Star Wars. So I think the first story features Rey, but there's going to be there's going to be stories about characters from all eras of the Star Wars universe, which I'm I just going to add it to my comic subscription. <laughs> I remember seeing a preview that, yeah, if had Rey... Uh, other characters. I remember Obi Wan stuck it at me. Yeah, it's like it's prequel like, Obi Wan. Yeah, it's prequel Obi Wan, not old Obi Wan. So that's always exciting. Um, so yeah, that looks like it's it's going to be fun. I don't think we've seen any of the art except for some covers. Yeah. Um, but that should be that should be a fun. I definitely will plan on getting those issues and seeing what that's all about and i will let you let me borrow those (laughs) tell you all about (laughs) it uh and then lastly in kind of a interesting off the wall uh sort of off the wall not really off the wall but uh on his (laughs) birthday 
Uh, so you guys have heard the the wolf soka theory. Yeah. Yeah. About about <laughs> how uh, some people are speculating that Ahsoka is is reincarnated as a wolf on his birthday. Dave Filoni released a drawing to clarify that Ahsoka is definitely not a wolf. Okay, good. (laughs) So got it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, (laughs) It's not happening, which, you know, by the, by the way, I I want that doodle as another shirt. I I got that Vader Ahsoka storyboard doodle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want that as a shirt too. I like the drawing. Yeah. Ahsoka, not a wolf. Not a wolf. This is the wolf. And then there's like owl or bird or whatever. This is a bird. (laughs) Yeah, that was... I got a kick out of that. That was funny. Apparently that theory had gained enough traction that even Dave Filoni had heard about it or somebody related to him. So that's just kind of (laughs) amusing. But I thought that was... I thought that was funny. Is there anything else that you guys have heard about that you're geeking out about mm, you know i'm just happy ahsoka's not a werewolf <laughs> yeah yeah now on the rumor mill um i i saw a facebook article that i didn't click on because it kind of was worried that it was clickbait <laughs> that said daniel logan is being um sized for his boba fett armor I saw that. Yeah, didn't click on it, so I didn't read it. Um, and um, and more persisting rumors that a cert a certain character um, or a certain actor, Hayden Christensen, was spotted on a current Star Wars set. So from the rumor file, uh, those are two things to maybe, if you're interested, put on your radar and. And get out your crap detectors mm. and let me know how that looks to you. Yeah. It's always always good to keep a he- hefty dose of salt by, just in case. <laughs> oh, uh, what's his Daniel Daniel Logan, right? Right. He played his, he played young Boba. Young Boba Fett. Right. In, and voiced yeah. him, too, in the Clone Wars. Oh, right. did he? I, I did not realize so. that. I think so, too, yeah. Um, that was just, that's, that's, that's his thing. He's just being a fan that way. It's nothing official or related to a Lucasfilm oh, okay. production. Right. Okay. He, he just wants his own Boba Fett armor. I get it. Okay. So, took that one away for ya. Good. Thank you. And as for the Hayden Christensen, I would, I'm laying it out there now. I would love to see Force Goes Anakin at some point. Preach. Me too. I hope that rumor is true. I get a feeling it's probably not, but... Yeah, I mean, in the Force Awakens, I mean, it's I I think, I think they set the groundwork for Vader talking directly to Kylo Ren, and so that would be the next logical thing. Okay, who you're gonna have embody that discussion if that's really a truth, you know? Um, I would prefer to have James Earl Jones voice that. That's just me. Well, no, but in the art of the Force Awakens, there was a concept art at least. And at some point during production for Force Awakens, there was at least discussion of having Force goes Anakin. And in the book, I remember just geeking out over that page in particular. Yeah. It's a, it's his Force ghost Anakin. It's it's Anakin Skywalker, but his Force ghost is like this pseudo Vader, yeah, pseudo Vader that's going back and that. forth between. 
yeah, he's going back and forth between Vader and and Anakin. Yeah, like he's caught in like his soul is divided. So would you, as I would the love image to shifts, get, have the voice shift into yes, yes, have some James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen side by side, side by side. So fading in and out. I think left fader, right fader. Kind of like what they did in uh, Twilight of the Apprentice when right? oh, his yeah, mask yeah. is broken mm-hmm. and you actually get Matt Lanter doing Anakin. Mm-hmm. Totally. Great. Something like that. That would be pretty cool. But instead of Matt yeah. Lanter, we would have Hayden Christensen. Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm all for. I, that would be awesome. So you know, I say just give me more James Earl Jones and skip the rest. But that's just me. <laughs> I can listen to that man talk all day. He can read the phone book. He could. I, in fact, I think there's an audio book, the phone book, as read by James Earl Jones. Oh, there should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really feel like James Earl Jones is one of those people. They should literally have him just read the entire dictionary so right. we can listen to him forever. And then we and could chop up the words and have him say whatever we want. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. My God. You're it right. probably crosses into some ethical territory, but probably. seriously, he's the best. So. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. All I right. I think that wraps up the the geek out for this week. A lot of exciting stuff there. Yeah. Things are things are. We were kind of quiet for a while, so it's nice to have some something to talk about. Right. <laughs> so on to the main topic. Oh boy. <laughs> Paint a lovely picture here, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So some behind the scenes stuff right here, and us trying to figure out uh what to talk about for this particular episode you know we talked about well let's talk about battlefront oh, let's talk about this novel let's talk about that you know plenty of good ideas that we'll all eventually get to but during our nice mild mannered discussion a certain cat ray let a little 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 thing slip apparently <laughs> according to her yoda is a punk ass bitch it's true it's all true it is not I did true say that. <laughs> i will not allow you to sully the name of yoda and as you can see or hear right there that led to this whole can of worms just being open and spilled all over the place so we thought why not make that the topic of this week's episode <laughs> everybody loves conflict all right let's set the stage okay all right time out kids all right Grandpa John Boy's got something to say. So everybody listen up. So no matter how heated this gets, because I feel like it's going to, I feel the fire's burning inside me. I want you to know, Kat, that I, I love you and I respect you. But I cannot allow this to continue. So I love you. And we'll set the stage that way. And when this is all done, I hope that that still remains true. But we'll decide later. Yeah, all's fair in love in Star Wars. <laughs> I would just like to preface this. Well, no, we'll just get into our uh, discussion. I have issues with Yoda. Um, and <laughs> now, in, in round, previous round podcasts, you have expressed your your dislike for the Jedi Order. 
and I can I can see the light at the end of the tunnel that you're talking about there. They kind of mm-hmm. made a big boo-boo out of everything. Okay, I get it. Oh, yes. I don't like it, but I get it. Oh. But when I you mean, talk hey. about the man, the short man in green, uh, that's where I got to draw a line. Right well, there. let me stop you right there Go because ahead. who was in charge of the Jedi Go Order? Go no, no, it was Yoda. No, I get, I get you, and I'll, I'm gonna let you talk. All right. <laughs> but Yoda had the best Jedi song ever. I don't know. Video? What? What's the reference I'm doing? I'm doing the Kanye. I'm gonna let you finish. Oh, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna right. let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Uh. But Beyonce had the best video ever. <laughs> I screwed that up. Anyway, uh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead and talk. Go ahead and talk. I'll give. Go ahead. Ooh, the oh, floor is yours. By John by oh, himself. Oh, John. The floor that's is yours. hysterical. Um, well, yes. So I'll preface this by saying I love the Jedi. You know, if I could be a character in Star Wars, I would want to be the Jedi fighting for good. Um, you know, but that being said, they had a lot of issues in the prequel trilogy, and Yoda is the freaking grandmaster of the Jedi Order. So who are all these problems stemming from? Yoda. <laughs> I mean, he – and then in the original trilogy when he's telling Luke without telling Luke who his father is that he's got to go kill him and let his friends suffer. I mean, Yoda, seriously? This is this is the best way to solve a problem. Really? So, starting in the prequel trilogy, like, Anakin gets to the temple, he's nine years old, he's a baby, he's lived with his mother, he was a freaking slave, and Yoda's telling him, oh, you have, you know, a, you know, much fear I sense in you. Yeah, because he's nine years old on a strange planet, taken away from his mother because that's what the Jedi do. Of course he's afraid. Like, who are you? You know, come on. Where's the vaunted Jedi compassion that he's supposed to be showing as the Grand Master of the Jedi Council? Little side note here. I'll be playing Devil's (laughs) Advocate for both Kat and John. (laughs) Furthermore, he just, he never, he never changes. He can't give it up. Like, he just clings to the tenets of what the Jedi stood for and can't evolve into something else. And thank God Luke didn't take that to heart. And Luke became a better Jedi than Yoda because... Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Let her finish, John. Let her finish. (laughs) Because he could not... He couldn't change. He was stuck in the past... You know, clinging to the no attachment, love is bad. We have, you know, the old tenants of the Jedi Order. And I just, yeah, thank God Luke didn't listen to him about that and was like, no, forget you. I'm doing it my way. Uh, well, he's kind of ending the Jedi, apparently. So, <laughs> well, we're not there yet. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything about that yet. I don't. <laughs> That's why the Could- Jedi need to end. <laughs> to be fair, with the whole Luke thing, at least, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, you know, get a little Star Trek up in here. And, you know, Han and Leia and Chewie, you know, falling into the trap. I mean, Luke was kind of risking his life if he was 
the last hope for, you know, a bigger cause to, you know, for the greater good. I can see Yoda's logic, even if it is kind of heartless. You know, he has bigger responsibilities. It's the whole galaxy or a couple of couple of people. But that's where Luke succeeds, though. And this is going off on a totally another topic <laughs> if we go down that path. Anyway, um, I, I'll rate it in a little. Um, <laughs> so he tells Luke not to go after Han and Leia, except then in The Return of the Jedi, Leia's the other hope. So he was just going to let her suffer or possibly die because he had Luke. So who cared? I mean... <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Well, that's what we call not planning ahead. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me just interject a little, all right? Because to to kind of kind of go along with what Adrian said, I mean, Yoda at this point is what nine hundred when nine hundred years old you become looks a good you will not right. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. he's even more wizened than he was when the Jedi, like in theory. Right. He's been on Dagobah meditating for 20 some odd years. Luke shows up. Now, all of a sudden, he's got this this possible last person that he can train in the Jedi ways. Now, all of a sudden, Luke wants to disappear. And, you know, and Yoda knows because after seeing what happened with Anakin, somebody who was too old at nine to train in the Jedi ways. Now here comes this 20-year-old, right? So he's trying to warn him, hey, look, whoa, 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 you know? Uh, Jedi strength flows from the Force. Beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the Force are they. Easily they flow. Quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever, forever it will dominate your destiny consume you it will as it did obi-wan's apprentice right so he knows that if if luke doesn't stay and get this full training the quick easy way is the path to the dark side he saw what happened vader is 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 the embodiment of the quick easy way that is is what is the problem with the galaxy at that point well, John, so now <laughs> other point of view here, he's, he is, like Kat, Kat Ray say, said, he is clinging on to old beliefs that eventually led to the decay and downfall of the order itself, other than, you know, taking on an but apprentice he also, at 20 this, years old. At, at this point, he also has the hindsight of that, seeing the downfall, Right. But he or hasn't he changed. Be, or he could just be an old man that's stuck in his ways. But and he kind of also knows spending twenty years he, on the He also planet. knows the rise of the dark side too, kids. All right. He's seen this fast track to the dark side of the force. And he can warn Luke about it. If you go rescue your friends and confront Vader, you can be tricked by the dark side easily. You gotta stay here and you gotta learn more. Otherwise, now all of a sudden, we've got two Vaders, father and son, taking over the whole galaxy. Except that that is... (laughs) Except that I'm totally totally right. 
Except that I'm totally remember, right. Remember, John. John, I'm playing devil's advocate, okay? Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm Patience, playing both sides you here. must have my young Padawan. He, Yoda, A, he's a jerk to Luke when Luke Whoa. arrives. He doesn't tell Luke anything. Whoa, Yoda acts, was feeling him out, right? We had that, that goofy moment where he's, right? He's totally gone crazy. feeling him out. <laughs> Totally feeling him out. He doesn't tell Luke Jack. Maybe it's a ploy, but he still doesn't tell Luke Jack. And if he'd actually learned anything from meditating on Dagobah for 20 years, he would have figured out that the way that the Jedi did things helped the dark side take over. Yet he's trying to indoctrinate Luke into the same thing. Do not underestimate the powers of the emperor or suffer your father's fate you will. How close did Luke come to to joining his father in the dark side? He tasted the dark side. He did the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. And if Yoda hadn't trained him, he might have gone full on dark side. We'd have a different story here, kids. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. I would disagree. Once you start think... down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you, but it he... will. But he didn't. And he tapped right? into the he love totally didn't. that he had. Right? Which which Yoda right? would have had him squash because would Yoda you didn't you even want to assume compassion. That? You're assuming the that. Com- he tapped into the compassion that Jedi aren't allowed to have? Is that what you're saying? You Ken? are assuming that. That's No, I'm saying that is exactly what happened. <laughs> well, you're assuming cuz Yoda never told Luke he couldn't have compassion. He told him not to go after Han and Leia right. when he was showing compassion he, for he, them. He w- well, but he wasn't saying well, well, you shouldn't John, have compassion. John, let me let me interject here. It's the love, the attachment he felt for his father and his sister mm-hmm. that allowed him to, you know, win the day. You know, these feelings, these attachments that had he listened to the old Jedi way wouldn't be there. Yes, it was a slippery slope into the dark side, but he was able to overcome it because of Yoda's warning. So both of you guys are are <laughs> right in that sense. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm teasing. Difficult to see. <laughs> always in motion. The future is. I just feel that Yoda just clung to the remnants of the Jedi Order, and he wasn't able to move past that. Plus, he just went and hid for 20 years. I mean, he he let Obi-Wan go to horrible Tatooine, get stuck in the desert, watch over Luke as he grew up, handed off Leia to the Organas and all the round, and then he just disappeared. He was, you know, meditating. He was, all, <laughs> you know what, what? analyzing. <laughs> they were all in hiding. They were hiding they were. Luke. They were hiding Leia. Obi-Wan they were hiding. was hiding Luke. 
Bail Organa they, was hiding Leia. They, it was, Yoda, it Yoda was, could have done some other things. It I will was, give Cat Ray that. It was, it was all their plan. They came up together, all right? So we don't know what the catalyst of that plan eventually would have been. Because that that Nothing. never that never unfolded. Well, we don't know. That hasn't been Yoda discussed. Said, Yoda said in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. they were going to say in hiding until the time was right. Right. The time was right. Never came for Yoda anyway. Luke just kind of showed up and like, hey, surprise. Right. Yeah, what was their big plan? I mean, so Yoda goes all crazy about how Luke is too old to train and are supposed to be hiding away, but then they're also supposed to save the galaxy. So, like, how was that supposed to work? Uh, okay. Yoda never hinted that they were going to train the twins at any point. Just, I think his idea was just to hide them away and that's it, just keep them safe because, you know, they're kids. There was never any inc- inclination that they were going to train him. But, I mean, wasn't the whole, well, all right. Separated, they must be kept safely, you know, that whole bit. Well, yes. There was but... never any mention of one day they'll they'll rise, it... one day they'll be our hope. No, that was never, ever discussed. Luke just kind of fell into that. So then Yoda just was going to give up. Is what I, you're saying. The way you guys are talking right now, I don't think Yoda ever planned on training either of them. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he did either. I think he was just keeping him safe from Vader. Exactly. Okay, so that's a point. But then he helped create Vader by furthering the, the Jedi Order and, you know, really basically trying to quash all of Anakin's emotions, which backfired spectacularly. And then he just, you know, he does save the kids, okay, but then he just runs off and hides and doesn't have a plan for how they're gonna... Hold on, Kat, hold on, think about it. He's, (laughs) what, 800 and, what, 80? 80? 75 around there? Somewhere around there. Whatever, math. He's been a Jedi. Math in the Star Wars universe is... He's, he's been a <laughs> it Jedi might take for... you a few parsecs to figure out the math. Go ahead. He's, he's been a Jedi for a century. <laughs> you know, for centuries. Right. And then eight hundred the years of, a... of uh, training Jedi, I have been exactly. You know? Then over the course of one really bad weekend, mm-hmm. the entire order just <laughs> falls. All his comrades, all the children, right. he's trained, <clears throat> raised, <throat> killed, destroyed, destroyed by this one. One fallen jerk, fallen Jedi, fallen Jedi that he didn't want to train in the first place. Right, that's gonna put him in a dark place. That's gonna hurt him. Right, that's gonna affect his heart. You just don't recover from that over another weekend. That takes years of therapy, years of <laughs> emotional rebuilding, hanging out on a swamp. Well, we definitely know he wasn't getting any therapy, so... <laughs> he could have been having mud bath therapy. You don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's the kind of therapy he did. No, that's not what you meant, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I I guess what, I, what upset me most is that Yoda is... The picture you're painting of Yoda is one of... Well, you said he was... His, he was he was the bitch, right? Is that what you said? <laughs> Punk ass bitch. Punk ass bitch, my, right? 
might be a little who's, might be a little extreme. Whose exact punk ass bitch was he? <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi orders. I don't know. Just uh, the Jedi order. I mean, I mean the, what they did. The, and I hate what Star Wars is doing to Jedi, to the Jedi order, to to the what what's perceived as the law versus the chaos in the galaxy. Right. And I hate what they're doing with this because they've they've painted this picture like originally of these great Jedi warriors. You know, you hear about the Jedi and then you get the return of the Jedi and it's this wow, it's this triumphant thing. The return of the Jedi, something to be heralded, something incredible. And now they're taking all that. And just throwing it away and saying, "Okay, oh, no, whoa, 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 Jedi." Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what they're doing. That's what they're not this, throwing it away. That well, aren't they? Okay, this is where I'm going to come though? into the ring. Hear me out. They are. Hear me okay. out. All right. I got. I got next. I got. My you number. got next. All right. <laughs> so they've painted this picture, this canvas, this bl- empty canvas of Jedi Knight as being this wonderful um, law positive force in the galaxy and they've painted the sith the dark side as this black negative force in the galaxy and now all of a sudden through the prequels in the clone wars and 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 all that stuff all the good has been like the whole jedi order thing was turned upside down and it was turned into this very negative thing, um, or it's evolving into this very negative thing. This is exactly where cat's coming from, right? Is that instead of teaching uh, uh, teaching love, they're teaching disconnect from love. Instead of which, which I don't, I don't like that they're doing that. I don't like it that they're they're taking to me what is the core of of the positiveness of star Wars and they're taking the love out of that core, you know, love to me is, is the all powerful thing. It's the thing that's going to bind us all together. And so in the prequels, they said, okay, you're a Jedi. You're supposed to be the embodiment of peace in the galaxy. And you know, this, this holy sacred thing. And we have this whole order, but you can't have love. And I hate that. I hate that so much, and I have hated it since I heard that. You know, the whole no attachments thing. I get what they're doing. They're in this militaristic phase here, right? Where for somehow, and I and and what I believe this is not canon or or anything. I believe that they had to at some point in this military moment of. Star Wars history, they had to disassociate themselves from personal attachments because the loss of those loves was something that the dark side could exploit and they could turn you fast. And that's exactly what happened to Anakin. The loss of his love brought him to the dark side. So if he didn't have that connection... If he heeded Yoda's warnings, if he listened to his teachings, he would never have become Darth Vader because he never would have been in love with Padme and he never would have felt that pain of her death. And he never he could always reject the dark side if he didn't have that fear of loss. 
Wait, wait, wait. You're going backwards now. You, you said you hated that they were I hate it. painting the I, I Jedi. Hate it. I hate it that they took and, and, that and out. The slide, but now... Right. But now you're but, also saying but that... But I'm saying I see, hadn't done I, that, I see why they were teaching that, right? That's what I'm telling you, right? right? I still don't like it that they took the love out of... Jedi, to me, the light side should be encompassing love. To me, Yoda was always this Buddhist figure, right? This like this wise teacher of this old religion, this old way with all this wisdom and all this knowledge and and all this that would tell you to go abandon your friends for for the greater good, which you said yourself. Because mm-hmm. he knows that if he takes that short path, if he goes to face Vader, he's going to be corrupted into, I mean, he saw how powerful one Jedi turning to the dark side was and how it devastated everything. To have that happen again would be Yoda's biggest mistake. I mean, I would Potentially. argue. Poten- I mean, I know Adrian's got next. I would argue that. Yoda's biggest mistake was not well I'll jump in later Adrian go ahead I'm gonna go ahead I just I would think (laughs) I just think that Yoda's biggest mistake was not well, it's the lack of love. I mean, it's the la- like if he had shown even the least bit of compassion to Anakin instead of acting like Anakin was a burden on the order and not, you know, it, you know, even from the minute Anakin shows up, Yoda's, you know, we can't train you, you're too old, you know. Anakin meanwhile has been a slave. You know, he's been dreaming of that something like this would happen, that he would be taken away to have a better life. And pretty much the first thing out of the council's mouth is, you're too old. We're not going to do it. You know, instantly crushing his dream, uh, potentially. And just, you know, the whole the whole idea that the Jedi need to suppress all of their emotions um basically you you know and that that is that's what leads to anakin's downfall because anakin can't and or you know and so and adrian's like i'm gonna jump in and so i think i think you know the biggest the biggest mistake Yoda makes is from the beginning when he he can't actually because of the the tenants because he's been a Jedi for so long he can't he's so ingrained in that way he just he can't show any of the emotion and from the get-go things just aren't gonna go well because because of that well we've been talking about this for a little bit now I, th- I think we should I think we've been using the wrong word here. We've been saying compa- compassion a lot. The Jedi, even with all their detachment, are compassionate. They're not allowed to have passion. Passion is the deep feeling for someone or something. Well, compassionate is just feeling concern or or so and, and ambush in the Clone Wars. Yoda shows compassion to the clone troopers, saying they're more than just soldiers, that they're more than yeah, you have the same face, but you know what? You're each different in the force. That's compassion. Anakin had passion for Padme. 
much deeper, much deeper rooted. It's the it's the passion that can't be that's forbidden, not the not the compassion. But even so I, that, uh, I, I think we've been we've been saying the wrong words here. Well, I I would argue that even showing some sympathy for Anakin in the Phantom Menace, whatever you want to call that, if it's compassion or passion or love or whatever, he no sympathy and and that is you know i think so okay fine we'll say that he didn't show any sympathy um for anakin's plight and basically just rejected him out of hand and that is what starts the dominoes falling you want to talk um, about cold jedi i would i would i nominate mace windu not yoda oh <laughs> well, we can get episode. into a different discussion about but, uh, Mace Windu. Anyway, so but uh, back to John's thing about uh, well, let me let me I, reel I it. Love. Let me reel it back a little bit more too, because we talked about him warning Luke not to go save his friends, and here's what Yoda said: "Decide you must how to serve them best. If you leave now, help them. You could, but you would destroy all for which they have fought." And suffered. Did you dig what he's saying there? He's being empathetic. Is he being empathetic? Or is he saying look at the bigger picture? Because you you could save them. And. But what you would do. Is destroy everything else. For which they are right now fighting for and suffering for. You feel their pain. You feel their pain. You can tell that there's problems. But if you go to help them, you could destroy everything. You you are the last hope, right? You training to become this Jedi, if you leave, you could ruin everything. And all their suffering would be for naught. And, but it's See, up I to you. When, it's up to you, Luke, to decide how best to serve them. I think you're supporting Cat Ray's argument here with that. Actually, <laughs> he had so little faith in Luke that he thought, well, "Yeah, why he would he have him. faith in Luke at this but point? You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna destroy everything. Why Why would he have any faith in Luke at all? Here comes Luke. Oh, I'm never gonna get off well, this. Well, planet. hold on, hold on. It's, it's not just the lack of faith. It's just him still being stuck with the old ways that didn't work that eventually led to the downfall. But it's also him knowing the power of the dark side and how easily you can be swayed to the dark side because he watched it happen to Anakin. He watched it all happen, like you said, in a weekend. Everything fell apart. (laughs) But couldn't it also be argued that if the Jedi weren't so... Dogmatic. uh, Dogmatic that way. Perfect. If Anakin didn't need to hide his love, if Anakin didn't need to hide his passion, hide none of that, Palpatine would have had nothing on him. The Jedi would have been able to help him with everything. There might have been an incident here and there, you know, every now and again with some sort of love triangle and a Jedi going rogue, but <laughs> but I I think I think the Jedi would have benefited greatly from not having those rules. But to a point I was trying to make earlier, I love though that the Jedi were actually personified that way. 
so in the prequel in the in the original trilogy when they talked about the jedi knights that's exactly what they painted a picture of knights you know they were warriors they were brave they were strong but they never really touched upon how they were personality wise so you could think of jedis as having families you could think of jedis as having their own individual lives just just you know like knights of the round table they they all have their flaws and whatnot i do as cool as that would sound i do like the way the prequels set them up as this monk-like uh organization that you know had traditions going back millennia that had you know their set ways it added this aura to them this it's the jedis of lore it's the jedis of oh you're a jedi excuse me it's almost like they're like religious figures to an extent whereas the other way it's like oh yeah it's a jedi he's really cool and powerful like he's so cool you know it's like that instead of it, it put them on a, it put them on a pedestal it put them on a different level some people like that some people didn't but the way they've been working at it now with the way it played out in the original trilogy the way it played out in the prequel trilogy the way they're taking it now with the disney films i think it's coming around full circle to an extent it's logical that why why would Luke want to restart the Jedi? You know, assuming he's learned about everything that actually went on back in the day, and, and that's that's the next thing I'm upset about. See, I, but I love that because it would make zero sense for Luke to start up the Jedi again as is or as it was. Maybe a little tweak here and there. It's like having it's like ignoring the past. You're going to repeat history. But here's the thing: I hate the past, right? I hate what they did. Right. <laughs> so I hate what they're going to do in the future and throw that all away. Cause this was the icon of, they're not throwing this, it away, John. This, it's evolving. It's becoming something else. Ray is going to be the first of that new something yeah, else. I, think. I, I, I'm not buying into it until I, until I totally buy into it. All right. <laughs> so right now well, I'm not okay, buying okay, into th- it. That aside, whether Ray is the first or not, we're being, I think we're being set up for a Jedi list star Wars. Uh huh. But at the same time, we're being set up where something's got to replace the, the Jedi, something that's going to be similar enough that we could be like, yeah, that's still Jedi. But, you know, uh, theologically, it's something new. It's different. We're not going to have the disconnect anymore that we got with the prequel Jedi. It's going to be... It's it's natural for things to evolve with time and would change, you know? it, it would. It, I'd be more annoyed if... Force Awakens came out and, yeah, Luke's new Jedi Order and they're pretty much prequel jedi or something it would have been the same more of the same but now we're getting we're seeing the journey the beginnings of something new so i am totally totally on board with that well that's fine for you (laughs) but here here i am coming from the point of view where you know uh we're we're jedi you know in the original trilogy were set up to be this really, really kick-ass thing, right? And then the prequels had this whole Jedi Order thing going, and they showed us the fall of the Jedi Order. And ultimately what it was was, you know, because one person who Yoda said was too old to train comes in and screws the whole thing up for everyone. You know, that's condensing it quite a bit. Right. 
But <laughs> but Yoda even said, you know, hey, you know, she's too young. He's too impatient, whatever he said, you know. Too much anger I sense in him. Pain I feel I feel in him, you know. Pain is one of those things that lead to the dark side. And and no, he but men shouldn't it. have shouldn't they then have tried to help him? Help I mean, him. if exactly. he was who's, such who's, a powerful powerful strong he was in the force. We get that. Right? I know, but but so then they were just going to completely reject him? Were, I mean, I mean, were they going to send him back is, to what what was the alternative, you know? Well, exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. What was the what alternative? Was it? So like, we, they we saw gonna... it in the movie, right? We saw it in the movie. Yoda said, we're not going to train you, right? Then what happened? Qui-Gon goes. Qui-Gon said he was going. <laughs> Qui-Gon goes, well, come on over here. Come come be with me. We're not going to. I'm not allowed to train you, but I'm going to watch over you, right? Didn't he? Did I miss something? Until he died. Right. Thanks, Qui-Gon. Right. <laughs> he, watched, he watched over him for did, another weekend. But, but I, much, yeah. did, did I miss something there? <laughs> then it all went to hell again. Did he just send him back to Tatooine? <laughs> did Yoda say, we don't care about you? Go back to Tatooine? No. And that's what makes well, Qui-Gon such a unique did. Jedi, though. That's what makes Qui-Gon a unique he, Jedi to an extent. He pretty much sure, did. Sure, he left his mom what, as a slave on Tatooine. What part of the movie did you watch where, he, where Yoda says, no, we don't like you, go back to Tatooine? When they said they weren't going to train him as a it Jedi. But that doesn't mean that, he I, that, doesn't, back. that doesn't mean go back to where you came from. It was implied Well, what was he heavily. supposed to do? He was nine years old. He'd been a slave. He had no money, no clothes, nowhere to go. He was, you know, all excited to where be a Jedi. Where did he go in the rest of the movie? <laughs> Because Qui-Gon rebelled against the council, who was a bunch of old fuddy-duddies stuck in their way because Yoda had been there for like 750 years. Because Yoda years. knows that this guy could be the downfall of everything. And guess what? Master Yoda was right! All-powerful Master Yoda nailed it! He was right! <laughs> <laughs> or if Yoda had been a little more flexible along with the rest of the Jedi order, well, they could have okay, helped him get so those exactly. issues. They allowed him to be trained, right? What happened next? They were guilt-tripped into training him just because Qui-Gon But died. they like, did, oh. right? How did that end for him? Not and so good, I'd say. It goes back to my point about... All of his feelings. <laughs> It goes back to my point about, hey, man, we're going to help you get through your issues instead of, no, just forget them. Bury it. Bury it deep inside. Don't let it yeah. come out. I mean, that's Don't basically feel. what he does in Revenge of the Sith, right? Is he just tells Anakin to bury all his feelings, which is completely unhealthy emotionally. And no wonder Anakin fell to the dark side. Well, he, he literally like, tells him just to put just him in get the pit in, and in bury him down there. <laughs> in the meantime, Anakin, who should have been listening to Yoda and not forming attachments and not falling in love with Padme, and if he had listened to the Master, none of this would have happened. None of it. Not a darn second of it. But no, Anakin's got to feel pain, and he hates sand, and he hates the sand people and slaughters them all. And then he hates all the younglings, and he slaughters them all. And then he fights Obi-Wan and gets hurt real bad. 
<laughs> yeah, he, I mean, think about how it, it ends up for Anakin, though. Yeah, he falls to the dark side, gets all his limbs chopped because off. Because he didn't listen to Yoda. He should have listened to Yoda. <laughs> because Yoda was inflexible because he and had shaped Yoda the Jedi knows. Order. Because <laughs> Yoda knows the path to the dark side. Yoda tried to tell everybody. Well, to counter that, too, maybe maybe he sensed fear, right? He sensed everything from Anakin. He saw... He couldn't see his future, but he felt bad juju from Anakin. Maybe it was inevitable, you know, either way, Kateri. It's possible. I mean, flexible flexible or not, maybe it was just, it's one of those fake things. I'm not putting flawed Anakin on, you know, on Yoda's shoulders. Anakin was flawed before Yoda came into the picture. I think Yoda had a pretty good. <laughs> Yoda tried to warn everybody. No, he didn't. They all tried. He said, "We's too young. He's too old. Rather, we can't how, train." How him. is that warn? That, that is not a warning. That's just like a. That's not a warning. A warning would have been like, "No, there's darkness in, the, in this boy's future. We cannot train him." That's a warning. What Yoda and the council did was like, well, no, he can't, he can't read the can't future, really but he can tell you. No, but, but that's what I mean. That's, it's not a warning. It's just like, a, eh, I don't know. I'm not really vibing with this kid and he's kind of old anyway. That's essentially All right, what happened. So if, if Yoda's in charge of the whole Jedi order, if he's the grandmaster of everybody, right? And he says, we're not training him. How did that happen? How did everybody decide, oh, we're not going to listen to Yoda? Obi-Wan it's Obi Wan then. Quite right? on a promise, right? If you're gonna blame anyone, blame Obi Wan. Okay, there you go. Let's blame Obi Wan. <laughs> but Obi Wan is wait. my favorite character, no. so I will not stand for this. Yeah. Exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> no. You gotta start talking about bad about Ben, huh? Or I'm coming. No. I'm coming for you. Both. See, she's trying Obi- to talk bad about our Jedi's. No, I am not because Obi Wan grew the up under. The duddies. It's all Obi. Or it's all Yoda's fault. Obi Wan was influenced by him too. I mean, you just we've been talking about how long Yoda's been in the Jedi Order. Like he's been there forever. Right? Who did they learn but, all and, this and, from? Can you argue that Obi Wan? Obi Wan is hold on, hold on. Obi Wan was not one of those old footy duddies. He got along pretty well with Anakin after their whole master apprentice phase. And he could understand Anakin to a certain point to a certain point. That's what made them gel so much once they were, you know, friends. And if you take the whole Clone War stuff into account, you know, Obi-Wan's felt the you know, the he's dipped his well, he didn't dip his toe into the dark side, but he, he was at the pond with the whole, you know, Satine Mall thing. He he feels what he could do, though, is control his emotions and control his attachment, whereas Anakin couldn't. How old That's was Obi-Wan when he started training? Young. Because they beat all the emotion out of them. No. And tell them to repress There's it. There's no beating. So he was emotionally there's, stunted. There's, did he seem un, un, not well adjusted? No, that's what I mean about Obi-Wan. Yeah. He's, he's, he's totally he's cool. fine. He's totally fine. fine. Everything was great. Well, 
No. Okay. Anakin screwed everything up. No, no, no. Kat, is Obi-Wan not right? No. No, Obi-Wan is all messed up, too, in a different way. I mean, he messed up? They're all messed up. Adrian, do you listen to her? Um, Do Do you hear the words coming out of her mouth? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand Poor Obi Wan. It's not Obi Wan. I, I understand the thing about the whole Jedi Order and as a whole, but Obi Wan is one of the more well-adjusted, more emotionally uh, healthy people. He he has a sense of humor. He knows attachment, but he can control it. Whether he, whether that's because he was trained well or brainwashed as a small child, that's whatever. But he is a well-adjusted individual. I mean, you know, he enjoys a drink every now and again. He he's chill. He's he's Obi Wan. He's Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> All right, he is the Jedi. He is the first Jedi. Well, and I don't he know learns if he's the first from his Jedi. mistakes. He's the first <laughs> Jedi we see, and he's the first one we I, see I, in yeah in 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 the movies. You're right. He's he's the one that I, introduces the whole thing. You're right. I he's the I wise would argue old sage. That I would argue that Obi-Wan has his own emotional issues that he never has dealt with again because the Jedi Order it tells them to suppress emotion, but we can get into that another day. They don't and say I love suppress Obi-Wan. emotion. It's pretty much just pretty burying much. your feelings in a black hole. No, John, yeah. I'll give her that one. It's pretty much the they, Yoda tells Anakin to get over it for the most part. For the most the part. Safe. Oh, oh, give her that one. But I don't see how Obi Wan is okay. All right, all right, backtrack, backtrack again. All right, would you say? This cat. Would you say that that Obi Wan had an attachment to Qui Qui Gon? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So that's an attachment, and I think right. I think all. I think all apprentices. Would you say are that Ahsoka has an attachment to Plo Koon? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Anakin. Would you say that Obi-Wan also has an attachment to Yoda? As no. the Grandmaster no. of the Council, but and not then the in last a two personal... Jedi standing at the end of everything. No, I wouldn't say Obi-Wan has an attachment to Yoda. Respect and you know, look up to him Deference as a mentor. To his position. But I, I, I never got a sense that there was a connection there. Going back to Qui-Gon, okay? Mm-hmm. When Qui-Gon dies, what was Obi-Wan's reaction? Was his emotions Emotion? in check? Not at first, but he got them under control. But he felt them. And that's what I mean. He got them under control. not talking wait how did this suddenly become <laughs> no we can talk you one in front of my boy that's what happened hey, you brought no, this on I... yourself sister oh my god you started with the you yoda guys. and i couldn't hear it i would not hear it and then you start <laughs> mouthing off about obi-wan come on look no i'm right about yoda um and <laughs> you're wrong about yoda <laughs> And I love Obi-Wan. And I don't hate Yoda. I like Yoda. Like, don't... I like playing the devil's advocate and taking it 
I think Yoda created a lot of problems, and he's responsible for some problems. Um, and I love Obi-Wan, but he was raised under that system. Like, they're definitely... And he rose above it. <sighs> did he? Because even in he, the end, you know, he he's still telling... Go, he's, hold on. He, he did not have to go to Tatooine to look over Luke. He chose to do it. Not just because of a sense of honor, but as a, you know, he he grew up, he raised the boy, the boy's dad, essentially. He was his best friend, his brother. He he says, I, 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 I love you. You were my brother, right? He feels emotion. He, he, he does feel. He keeps it in check, though. And like yeah, I keep but saying, that's what I love he... about his character. He... He rises above. He, he's he's an essential Jedi, I think, as far as a good balance between the detachment and being emotional, because he reacts emotionally. Qui Gon died. He tears. He's holding his dying master, and he makes a, a promise to his dying master that he's gonna keep because he loves him. He's his father, essentially. Anakin. I mean, he pretty much just brought down his own brother. Tells him straight up, "I loved you." You're my brother. It's straight up verbatim what I'm saying. Just, you know, this this boy, this child, this is his son. He could have just left him on Tatooine. No, he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm going to look after him. That, I'm, I'm going to do that. I owe Anakin that much at least. That was his choice. It came from a place of love. But then he's telling Luke the same thing that Yoda is. that He's got to go kill his father or... Doesn't even tell him that it's his father, first of all. I mean, okay, Obi-Wan, like, I love you, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of messed up, dude. Uh, <laughs> Half-truth Kenobi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> From a certain point of view, Kenobi. <laughs> but, you know, he's fallen into the same thing that Yoda has. Like, he's telling Luke that Luke has got to go kill Darth Vader and which is exactly what Yoda tells you know says that Luke has to do otherwise all is lost no 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 uh, don't come back at me right now they say uh, if you (laughs) you can come at me in a minute (laughs) you know they tell they they tell Luke in Return of the Jedi that you know, if he if he can't kill Darth Vader, then then all hope and like Obi Wan literally puts up his hands and is like, then then the Emperor has already won. Um, and yet, what does Luke go and do? He ignores both of them. And Yoda takes- says, <clears throat> "Remember, <laughs> a Jedi strength flows from the Force, but beware: anger, fear, aggression." They are the dark side, are they? Once you start down the dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? Luke, Luke, do not, do not underestimate the powers of the emperor or suffer your father's fate. You will. Luke, when I am gone, when gone am I, pardon me, the last of the Jedi you will be. Luke, the force runs strong in your family. Pass on what you have learned, Luke. There is another Skywalker. That's pretty, but... 
<laughs> but what is he telling Luke? Luke? Listen, what is he telling Luke? He's like, beware of anger, fear, and aggression. Don't follow the dark side. The emperor is strong. He he persuaded your father to join the dark side. It can dominate your path as well. Do not underestimate the powers of the emperor. When I'm gone, you're going to be, this is it. When I'm gone, you're it. There is another Skywalker. You have to teach these teachings. Otherwise, the emperor wins everything. Cat, you're making me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And then what does Luke do? He doesn't. He uses love. Another emotion that the Jedi ruthlessly ruthlessly suppress. Um, so take that, Yoda. So do you think that do you think Obi-Wan didn't love Qui-Gon? Obi-Wan I'm not used saying love that. I'm often. not I'm not saying I, I disagree I'm not with you that, saying that I disagree with you saying that the Jedi are told not to love. I disagree with that. No, they are told to love. Not to love, I'm sorry. They are told to suppress all those emotions. That's what makes them so dogmatic and weird. Isn't that the whole conversation that they have in uh, Attack of the Clones? Padme says, I thought Jedi weren't allowed to love. And he and says that Anakin, they're supposed to Anakin have compassion, but not... Uh, attachments. Oh, yeah. And attachments. Attachment twists it. He twists it in a way to come off as cool and suave, but you could say, well, here it's to live. All right, all but, right. But Luke, but, but Luke uses that attachment, the fact that Anakin, that Darth Vader is Anakin, and Anakin is his father, and he uses that attachment that he knows is buried in there to, to get Anakin to take, you know, to come back. And he, he yeah. uses that attachment, which Yoda was telling him not to. I would argue that Yoda was giving him terrible advice. No, I agree with that. But I'm going back to defending my boy, Obi-Wan. Okay. (laughs) Obi-Wan does the same thing, though. I keep going back to Obi-Wan's one of those Jedi with his emotions in check that he does feel emotion. He is not off. Going, Going after Anakin, he didn't want to at first. Like, I can't. I, I can't do it. He did. It's like... You know, you, this is gonna weird. This is a weird comparison. You have you have a dog you love, really really love this dog. He gets rabies and starts killing other dogs, attacking other people. As much as you love this dog, you gotta put it down. As much as it'll hurt. Now I'm not calling Anakin a dog or his dog, but same same concept. But yo, you know, but Obi Wan doesn't even do that. He leaves him alive. In in terrible pain. Like, Obi Wan walks away before the job is finished. (laughs) He can't actually see it through. Uh, Because he's emotional. He's heartbroken. (laughs) He's feeling. And then, then, you know, back to A New Hope, where he doesn't tell Luke the truth. That whole certain point of view thing. Half truth Kenobi. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Welcome to my house. Yeah. Oh, this R2 unit. Yeah. How did my father die? Oh, um, <laughs> mm, um, he was betrayed and murdered by Darth Vader. Mm, yeah, that's it. That's kind of true. I mean, how do you just tell him? Oh, yeah, I totally cut him up and just left him to die. Oh, you want some lemonade? You know, I mean, 
Here, have some how, milk. Some how milk. do you have that conversation? You you can't. And That's, still, it's that also stems from that love that that Obi Wan has for Anakin and Luke. Still, you you just you just can't. <laughs> Is it the right move? No. Is it an emotional move? Yes. Is it emotional though? I think it's pretty calculated. He wants Luke to come with him to help Leia to do what they need to do. I would argue that there's a little bit of calculatedness in that uh, response. I would argue that he's, you know, trying to protect himself at that point. Like, <laughs> that your father's actually the evil overlord of the galaxy, and I crippled him horribly and burnt him up horribly. But I was just so heartbroken to actually see the job through to the end. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, this is like the second conversation we've ever had. <laughs> you know, that's a, true. A total sidetrack moment here. You know, that's a weird moment in Star Wars for me. Where really Obi Obi Wan <laughs> watches this video of Leia Organa pleading for his help. Knowing you fought beside my my father in the Clone Wars and all this stuff. And Obi-Wan knows who Leia is. And he's on Tatooine and he knows who Luke is. And he never once says, oh, by the way, you guys are related. Or even hints to it. Luke, you got to come with me. You got to do this. Why? That's your sister, dude. Again, that's just not planning ahead. That's, I also find that weird, but yeah. anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that whole. So I'm I'm gonna anyway. I, you know this this can go on forever and ever, and we can bash the <laughs> Jedi, and we can talk. Oh, I'm not. No, no, you are. You're bashing the Jedi. I get that. <laughs> I do this. No, you're totally. You hate the because... Jedi. I get it. No, you're the, no John, John, I, I sense mean. the she's, dark side. She's being objective. She's being objective. She, okay? Is she? She I is. don't know because didn't I well, not, not just say at the beginning of the podcast that like I you're would be a objective? Jedi? Okay. I love the Jedi. Okay. I you know, but so I is it, is it possible then that Yoda's teachings and the Jedi teachings would have gone on another eight hundred years if it wasn't for Anakin screwing everything up? Is that a possibility? Well, Anakin or the Emperor? You know, Palpatine. Anakin. 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 Anakin was, mani- was manipulated by, by Palpatine. Right, Palpatine right, wasn't right. There. So we know Anakin there's a dark side out there, right? So whether it was Palpatine or whoever came before Palpatine or whatever, we know the dark side, always two there are, and all that stuff, right? We know that's a, that's a thing, right? So over 800 years, they've had just two Sith, two dark side people, in theory, right? From what we know. And well, we've had this whole we've had this whole we've had this whole Jedi thing, right? This whole the whole Jedi hierarchy with all the younglings and everything, right? This so this great big Jedi thing and these two little Sith guys over there, right? So then <laughs> finally, after a millennia, or however long the Jedi are in existence and, and the rulers of peace in the galaxy and all that stuff, it all 
goes to pot because of the weak link that Yoda said we shouldn't train. And and it's Anakin is the weak link. And everything falls apart around the weak link. Because he's exploitable by the dark side and can be persuaded by the dark side because of his flaws, because of, and it just happens to be the most powerful Jedi yet, potentially, right? Because of the midichlorian count and all that stuff that we're just going <laughs> to totally dismiss, apparently, right? That's another podcast, that's, my friend. Uh, well, it goes hand in hand with this because if we're talking prequel stuff, that's prequel stuff in a nutshell right there. And so, so we we have this this powerful Jedi, who through the Clone Wars is super powerful and knocking people out and you know, helping take down bad guys and all that fun stuff, but then because of his flaw, everything falls apart, and we have just two Jedi left. We have Yoda, we have Obi Wan, and they're both off in hiding. After eight hundred years of building this up. The one guy that Yoda initially says, probably shouldn't teach this guy. They make the exception, and it all eventually unravels. Yoda tried to tell him. I, I would Yoda argue. just had a bad vibe about him. He had no idea what was actually coming. I would argue that it's because of the, the, the Jedi teachings that helped make Anakin what he was. Which everything was great for 800 years. <laughs> well, or more. Honestly, if but it, was if, it? If it wasn't for Palpatine. Well, honestly, I think it? this is the way it would have happened. This is what would have happened. Right. Padme would have gotten pregnant. She'd have the twins. Suddenly it's a lot harder to keep things hidden. Anakin would have been exposed. He would have left the order, whether on his own account or getting kicked out, what have you. Then he would have lived happily ever after on that boot with Padme, with the twins. And the Jedi would have probably been okay for a couple of other generations, but something else would have brought them down just because of how close-minded they were towards the end. It's not necessarily Anakin himself. It's just the mentality the Jedi had at that point, and that includes Yoda. That's my alternate Star Wars prequel history. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, I just, if, I just think if it's that, and but butts were candies and nuts, what a delightful time we'd have, right? <laughs> but hold on, hold on. But at the same time, Yoda is the wisest being there. He's been doing this for centuries. He knows what works and what doesn't. Whether he's close-minded about certain things or not is, I mean, debatable. And obviously, we've been debating that for like the past hour and a half, but. <laughs> When Yoda says something, you take it into account more than any other Jedi. So, I don't know. I don't know. Heroes on both sides. I will take back what I said about Yoda being a punk-ass bitch. Thank you. <laughs> because I don't want John to hate me forever. But. <laughs> or just because you're big, wrong. <laughs> no, John. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> wrong about that. Capital B U T. Uh, but Yoda 
did not help the situation at all. And I think that if he had been more flexible and actually been willing to train Anakin in the first place. And yeah, but I mean, that argument goes to wait. pot because by the end of the wait, movie, wait, wait, they, wait, dis- finish, they decide to on. train him. And so no, he still finish. can't keep those emotions in check. He I'm, still can't I'm, keep his power reined in. And he eventually falls to the dark side. John, John, get back to your corner, bro. (laughs) Adrian needs a bell. What I'm saying is, is that if Yoda had been more willing in the first place, rather than being basically forced into it after Qui-Gon is killed and Obi-Wan, you know, was like, well, I made this promise. What am I going to do? Um, if, if Yoda had been more willing in the first place and more flexible. He wouldn't flexible, have got his feelings hurt. No, <laughs> more flexible to the idea that <laughs> there is room for emotion in the Jedi Code. Anakin might never have fallen to the dark side in the first place. And then we wouldn't have had this problem. Or, or <laughs> if he never, if he would have just listened to Yoda. And not form the attachment <laughs> with the older woman, mind you. It's always the older woman <laughs> oh. who seduces the youngster. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I will not have you defaming Padme like <laughs> I that. Said oh no my god. Below the belt before <laughs> we, we started this. Hey, hey. Do we need to do we need to Padme's throw down for another hour? <laughs> oh, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Padme is nothing of the sort. Oh, We're yes. going to get into oh that later. Cradle robber. <laughs> she just stayed away from Anakin. Oh, she did not want anything to do with Anakin well, in the beginning. and then what happened? Can she I... gets knocked up not wanting anything to do with him. <laughs> Come on. We can talk all whoa, about whoa, 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 that whoa, at another whoa, time. Padme whoa. was not the initiator. With it all was due all respect, Anakin. Master, he is not the chosen one. Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> There will be no slut shaming going on here. <laughs> wow. And suddenly the podcast becomes three hours long. <laughs> Cadre takes back calling Yoda a punk ass bitch. Only but for still, John to throw down. Only for John, but still, shut up, Cadre. But. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? No, I'm done being diplomatic. Go for it. Kill yourselves. Uh, do it. Tear each other's throats out. I'm just saying. Go at each, no. like none, none go at of each this, other like a bunch of raptors. None of this would have ever happened, right, if if Anakin would have just listened to the teachings of Master Yoda. If he wouldn't have formed that attachment with Pot Padme, none of this would have happened. None and of I it. I think that if Yoda had been more sympathetic to Anakin's plight, and actually been interested in helping him, Anakin never would have fallen to the dark side in the first place. And I agree with both of you. <laughs> delete, delete, or stop. <laughs> Are we done? When it, it comes, Anakin's a yeah, punk-ass I mean, bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we all agree no, on no. that? Yeah, no argument there. Anakin screw Skywalker screw everything up. 
Yeah, they do. That's what all the franchise is about, how the Skywalkers no. keeps growing up the galaxy. Wait, now I'm going to get on the Anakin defense squad. No, just hey, stop right not there. Just- You've done enough damage to my heart for one day. <laughs> oh, John, you know that I Sully love Sully the it- name of Yoda. <laughs> Say it all on Yoda. If I can forgive her for what she said about Obi-Wan, surely I can forgive her for what she said about Yoda. I'm ever forever going to be on John's list. Um, list. He's never going to forgive me. Never going to let it go. I like Yoda, but I also like arguing that Yoda was not perfect. He had some issues. Well, everyone's and that's, flawed. That, that's what I'm trying everyone's to say flawed. here. You're both right. But this yeah, I mean, ain't all on Yoda. Now. This is all on <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> Hi. Anakin, it's not all on the chosen Anakin's one. Anakin's the weak link in this whole thing. It all falls on Anakin. All of it. Yeah, but he all was not it. helped by the system that the Jedi had set up. Which he, was, was- <laughs> he wasn't meant to be part of the system, and Yoda said so. Too old. John, <laughs> Too old. Jo- John, John, say something nice about Cat, and Cat, say something nice about John. Cat, I, I... Oh, no. I really do oh, no. respect your intelligence, and I and I really think you're a smart person. And Thank you, have, you, John. You have good hair. Thank you, <laughs> John. I I think you're a a really funny guy, and I love your humor and the passion that you bring to all of your arguments. You're still wrong about Yoda. And you have a great voice. What? <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> no, but honestly, people, we're just going in circles now. All Everyone right. has good points. Everyone has ludicrous statements as well. Obi-Wan is perfect. But, you know, we'll just <laughs> leave it at that. And with that. And that leads us to Star Wars Would You Rather. And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather! Sorry about the mess. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. This week's Would You Rather is going to make it an easy one. Red lightsaber, blue lightsaber, green lightsaber. Would you rather go? Blue. 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 Okay. We all agree. Look at that. (laughs) Why would you want a red lightsaber? No. (laughs) I tease, I tease. Maybe your Um, favorite sports team wears red. I don't know. Maybe if I'm at a no, Detroit this- Red Wings game, I would want a red lightsaber. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No, is this like, have you guys thought about that for years? Like, if you if you were a Jedi, what color you would want your lights? Because this is something I... 100% blue no. lightsaber. I've always yeah. been blue. Always been blue. Yep. Well, I mean, but that's like you picked it and you just yeah. settle on it, yeah. right? Like, you're just like, settled. no, that's my color. Settled that's- before the green was even in the equation. It was settled. Yeah. I'm not big on the green, to be honest. Yeah, it's all right. It's just not my flavor. I like that blue, though. The blue. 
all the way, 100%. You realize our, the intro for this segment is longer than the actual segment <laughs> is right now. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. But we purposefully wanted we purposefully wanted something that was going to be pretty quick. <laughs> Spend an hour arguing about Yoda. <laughs> Who has a green lightsaber? No. I <laughs> I tease. Uh seriously. Oh, but lordy people. <laughs> blue is the best. Fight me. Or don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> why just can't why just can't we all have blue lightsabers? <laughs> you know, we can all have blue lightsabers and then just go fighting saving the galaxy and Are you if could we um I don't know, they got rid of all the EU different colored lightsabers. Would you have picked a different light color lightsaber color if they were still all in play? Nope. Not blue. blue, yeah. It's always about blue for me. I mean, it's purple maybe, lightsaber came out, and I'm like, oh, isn't that a nice novelty? Blue. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I would use it, but blue. <laughs> you know, in the old EU, in the old canon, yeah, that was, you know, crystal color. Depends, you mm-hmm. know, it was whatever. New stuff, it depends on, I guess your. It depends on you, right? The crystal is clear. You make it bleed, you got the red blade has there been an explanation as to what the different colors mean in the new canon Mm-mm. i don't know yeah just, yeah, just red or blue yeah and the red one's the only one with the explanation right mm-hmm. yeah well and then ahsoka's white right uh, yeah, yeah that's white. because she heals them but then basically they're kind of i guess what reset or yeah so See, because with that new canon logic, I'd be, you know, I'm going to be petty about it. Let's say I'm a Jedi and I'm being really, I want a blue lightsaber and I finally get my crystal. And then I, and it's green. Rip, and it's green. I'll be like, what? <laughs> I want blue. What does green mean? Why isn't this blue? What does this say about me? And, you know, none of the old EU explanations either as to what, you know, the colors represent. Just would I be able to change it blue with the crystal? Listen to me. You know this. At these, this sh- point, these shower thoughts like, keep me up at night. If with at this point, without there being canon um, surrounding that, let's just make up our own. Let's just say the crystal knows what you want, and it it chooses because it knows your choice. So it's blue for you because it knows you want a blue lightsaber. It's green for Yoda because so. it matches his complexion. It's, <laughs> it's blue for me because it knows I want a blue lightsaber. It knows, right? It gives so you like what the you sorting want. hat in Harry Potter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's the sorting hat from Harry Potter. Knows where you belong. <laughs> right. But it also takes choice into account. I remember that. <laughs> All right, let's hit up Attack of the Fandom. We're under attack! Supertroopers, on the double! Fire! All right, Attack of the Fandom. 
uh, our weekly look at things outside of or potentially related to Star Wars that we're enjoying. Uh, John, why don't you go first? Well, you know, my my attack of the fandom is is actually uh, sports related. You know, I uh, was at uh, the baseball game as I mentioned at the the beginning of the podcast uh, for Father's Day with my grandson and my daughter and my wife, and um, and I just love minor league baseball. I think it's it's great. It's great value. You know, it's an exciting day at the ballpark, especially if you can take a kid and. And, you know, introduce them to it and feel their excitement about it and stuff. But what what made me think about you guys when I was at the ballpark is we're sitting there and... Uh, you think about us? I did. I thought about you guys. Because we were sitting there and they, they had a batter. They called a batter up to the plate from the other team. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, over the PA system... <laughs> Star Wars references are everywhere, even in baseball. A little later on in the game, they call another guy up from the other team to the plate. Bum, 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 bum. That's his walk-up music. <laughs> Star Wars is everywhere, even in baseball games, and I just love it. So, um, so my attack of the fandom is minor league baseball. Go and enjoy it. Family fun for all ages. You know, I'm not a sports guy, but baseball is the one I tolerate the most. Like, I actually can get into it, especially when the same's having a Star Wars night. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Star Wars night at any any sport event is the night to it's go. Fantastic. That's the yeah. night to go. I mean, I've never, I've been to major league baseball games, but never minor league baseball, but... I will have to I'll have to go to one of our local teams and see take the kids and cuz they would probably get a kick out of that. Go on Star Wars probably, night. Yeah. What's <laughs> what's your local team? want to go. Um well we've got the Everett White Sox and then we oh, have okay. the um oh, they lost to us by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> And then I think uh, it's uh, well. There's the Tacoma Rainiers. Gosh, this is how not into baseball I am. Um, which is the but that's like the feeder for, um, for the Mariners. Yeah. So, um, but I think the Everett. I think the White Sox are the. Aren't they the Aqua the Sox? Local. Aqua Sox. I think they're I the think Aqua so. Sox. Yeah. See. I'm a football girl, mm-hmm. so clearly baseball is not my sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, Aquas, you're right. It is the Thanks. Aqua Sox, <laughs> and they it lose, they yes, lose to right. the Eugene Emeralds all the time. And I'm oh. looking at their schedule. I'm going to tell you what <laughs> night is Star Wars night. Get ready, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Oh, maybe I'm not. I'm maybe writing they, it down. Maybe they don't have it out yet. Doggone it. They don't tell you what the, the promos are. Oh, but, they ain't got nothing on the El Paso Chihuahuas. I, oh, dude, I oh, need one of those hats. We have so many Chihuahuas at my house. I need, well, we have one less. But we have still have three Chihuahuas at my house. And uh, uh, You want some merch, dude? Some El Paso Chihuahua merch? I, I, can hook I, it might, up. I might need to get a hat for my wife and get it to her. 
or a, sh- a ladies' cut shirt. I'll send you some cash. Of course, I could probably <laughs> order it myself online, right? Yeah, true. Probably could. Oh, promotions. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Okay, they had the Father's Day coffee mug giveaway. Um, mm-hmm. Silver Sluggers. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Aqua Socks giveaway. Aqua Socks Socks giveaway. College nice. night. Pink in the park. Fedora hat giveaway. Come on, where's your Star Wars day? Everybody has a Star Wars day. Maybe they already did it. God, that'd be sad. No, nope. here I we go. Mer- here we go. All oh. right. Oh. Saturday. Tell me. July 29th against the Indians. 40th anniversary Star Wars night post-game fireworks. Ooh. There nice. you go. That's the night to take All the right. boys. All right. I'm I'm writing it down. K-card right giveaway, now. which I'm not sure what that is. And military pride offer. Let's see what they're going to do for their... <laughs> oh, okay. So the K card, the first 500 fans receive a K card to hold up every time a visiting batter strikes out. So a K oh, is a strikeout, okay. right? Yeah, as a knockout. I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, 40th anniversary Star Wars night. Come out and enjoy Star Wars night at the ballpark. There will be a specialty jersey auction with proceeds going to charity. So save your money. You'll be able to bid on the jerseys. They're going to look probably some cool Star Wars jersey that the players will be wearing. And afterwards, you, if you win the auction, you take home that jersey. Okay. All right. Well, I will. It's on my calendar, John. Got some pics from the last Star Wars night I went to on my Facebook at the, at the stadium. Really fun night. Totally. Totally got to take the kiddos. Yeah, somehow I think I've never, yeah, I've never done a Star Wars night at a a baseball, baseball Star Wars. Oh, yeah, it's a must because they play like, uh, what usually they have like 501st guys there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you can take a bunch of pictures and it's all kinds of crazy fun. And they do like Star Wars music for the walk-ups and all that stuff. All right. And then the well, then the fireworks at the end with the, right? with the montage on oh, the big screens. Gosh, that's <laughs> going to be music crazy. Blurring, it's like it's fantastic. I loved it. Okay. All right. Well, you guys are really selling it. So even though I didn't <laughs> actually accurately know the team name, that's all right. Um, <laughs> actually, I think they were a thorn in the side of uh, of Eugene last year. So um, good. Good. I don't know how they are this year, but they were pretty good (laughs) last year. Oh, that's good. Good, good. (laughs) Chihuahua's good at everything. I don't know. I'm just saying Chihuahua's. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at the Chihuahua's (laughs) website right now, and I don't see their uh, um, promotions. They they won. uh, They won the PCL championship last year. Right. So I think that's wait. The did they beat the Albuquerque Isotopes? I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the biggest thing last year. She was when the 
the Pacific, right? It's Pacific. They're, right now they're in the PCL Pacific Southern, and they're in second place behind Salt Lake, but above Albuquerque and Las Vegas. Yeah, um, yeah, I know for sure Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of talk about the Albuquerque, but no, yeah, they, they won. It was a huge deal. They are a Padres affiliate, just so you know. Yes. This is true. Adrian, what's your uh, attack of the fandom? Um, so kind of small this week, but when I found out, I really got happy. Uh, so apart from Star Wars, I like other stuff, obviously. Uh, one of my bigger fandoms that's right up there along with Star Wars is Batman. Oh, I love yeah. Batman. I love the comics. I love the character. I love the movies. Um, so people, when you ask someone, what's your favorite Batman movie? Oh, it's, uh, the Dark Knight. It's the Dark Knight. Oh, no, it's, uh, Batman versus Superman. You know, you hear them all. Oh, it's the Adam West Batman. Rest his soul. You get a lot of different, a lot of different responses. One of the more low-key ones, or non-mainstream ones, is this 1993 animated movie called uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. That is my favorite Batman movie. Wow. It's part of the Batman animated series continuity which from back in the day. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Which yes. was, yes, so fan- good. Fantastic. Yeah. That's I, like I the best Batman ever. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, it helped me. That's your Batman. <laughs> yeah. That's that's your Batman, that is, though. That's when you guys were Batman. young. That was your Batman. That was what you were introduced to. To me, it was totally true. Adam West. Adam West. That was my Batman. I have I have fond memories of watching Adam West as Little Batman. Way. So no, I'm yeah. young enough where I had to see them all in repeats. You know, so <laughs> so this was back in the in the 70s when I was watching Adam West as Batman. But that was our Batman. Our other Batman was on Super Friends. You know, Super Friends Batman. I remember. Yeah, I remember that one. But but to me, Batman has always been Adam West, you know. So yeah, Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, uh, great, a great movie, by the way. Really, totally really, agree. really, really great movie. Uh, Kevin Conroy, I guess, is my Batman, and Mark Hamill is my Joker. Best Joker. People mm-hmm. ask me. No, I agree. People He's ask the me best who, Joker. who's your favorite Joker. Jared Leto or Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson. No. Or uh, Caesar Romano. Like, nope, it's Mark Hamill. So that movie is finally, finally getting an HD remaster and coming out on Blu-ray next month. Wow, cool. Ooh. I have been waiting for that for years. That is awesome. I, I, ha- I have this old DVD, that full-screen DVD that looks okay on my TV. And finally, like, I saw the thing uh, earlier today. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Batman Mask of the Phantasm out on Blu-ray sometime in July. <gasps> It's like just in time for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm buying myself for my birthday. Is the Batman Mask of the Phantasm on Blu-ray? Is the animated series on Blu-ray yet? No, no. <sighs> so just that's so, another thing. But but I'm hoping that this might mark, you know, it might be a little hint at that eventually happening. Right. So I'm hoping that there's enough sales on mask of the phantasm that it might renew interest in releasing that original series yeah on blu-ray and i could i would buy it i would watch it all over and over and mm-hmm. i would die happy yeah 
So that is my Attack of the Phantom this week. Mask of the Phantasm on Blu-ray. That's a good one. I don't know if I've actually seen that. And I, I mean, I grew up on Batman the Animated Series and freaking love that show. So I think you can watch Um, it on YouTube. I am gonna. I'm it's gonna on Amazon Prime. If okay. you have Amazon Prime. Might even be on Crackle. <laughs> Crackle. Um, but I will keep my eyes peeled. For that. So good. It's so good. Yes. Uh, Kevin Conroy, also one of my very favorite Batman's. So I agree with you, mm-hmm. Adrian. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Good. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing at all. That's a solid choice. Um, I'm just kind of. I grew up on the Adam West stuff. That was my first Batman. So, I used to have a Friday night babysitting gig growing up, um, and I, the parents that I whose kids I watched, they went out curling, and I used to come over and put their kids to bed, and then I would sit in the TV in their kitchen and watch Adam West Batman reruns and <laughs> eat pizza, and that was like my Friday nights nice. for you know the winter season. So that's pretty chill. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So one of my best babysitting gigs. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, Kat, what about you? What's oh, so I'm not branching out very far uh, this week for my Attack of the Fandom. I'm keeping it, keeping it in the Star Wars, uh, keeping it in the Star Wars fandom. But I All recently right. read. One of the new Rogue One tie-in young adult novels, Rebel Rising by Beth Rebus, oh, which focuses cool. on um, Jin basically as, you know, as the opening events of Rogue One are happening and her mother is killed and Galen is taken away and she's picked up by Saw. And then what happens after that? Um, which we don't get to see in, at, between her being picked up by Saw and then ending up on uh, Wobani in the in the labor camp and kind of how she uh, and Saw form their slightly dysfunctional family unit and you know she learn learns to defend herself and um, take part in some of Saw's uh, excursions. <laughs> And uh, and the kind of lead up to what happen what happens with their their break the, the the fracture in their relationship and then kind of coming back around to getting picked up by the the Rebel Alliance and deciding to to stand with them and and go ahead and and find her father so. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, some nice added background to Jin and kind of a nice focus on the Saw and Jin relationship, which was not really flushed out uh, in the movie. Understatement. Um, prob- <laughs> yeah, could have used could have used more. Um, so it nice to have that um, some some more pieces to that and kind of see. I think um, I think Beth Revis did a nice job of crafting Jin's character, you know, kind of have, you know, because the, the majority of the movie focuses on her as an adult um, with just the very beginning as a young child and kind of what could have what could have set her on that path to turn her into into what she was. Um, so it was it was easy read, uh, very you know, captivating 
um, flew through it. So I would two thumbs up. It was good. It was a really enjoyable read. In terms Is of it- the um, the prequel novel to Rogue One, does it tie in mm-hmm. and and kind of fill in some gaps with that as well? That was my question. Is is it a good companion piece to like Catalyst? Yeah. Yes. I mean, so there's not there's not as much from from bef- before, I guess. Um because it pretty much starts when they're on um uh Lamu? Lam- is that the planet that they're on? Yeah. Lamu? Well, I think I'm it's pronouncing that correctly. Um, and where the farm is before uh, Orson shows up. And so so there's not there's not as much from like before that because um, that's that's kind of she does remember there are some flashbacks, I guess you would say to to earlier that do tie in with catalyst a little bit, but not, I mean, that's not the majority of the book. It's really kind of looking at that chunk of time between Jin is an eight year old and then Jin is a young woman Mm. or, you know, Oh, so it skips. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it, it deals directly with the aftermath of, her father being taken and her mother being killed. Like, but there are time jumps, you know, you get some, you get some, some time jumps in there for sure. Otherwise it would be a a huge book, but it, it does a good job of kind of, of not telling every single detail, but giving you a better picture of like, okay, this is what she and saw were doing for various portions of her, you know, childhood and youth. And then, you know, as a, as a, well, quote unquote adult, um, cause she was still a teenager when she and saw parted ways. So, but I would say the majority focuses on kind of like her teen, teen years. Um, but it makes a good, I would say it makes a good companion piece. There's not necessarily a lot of overlap, but it's a good companion piece. But does Borgulet show up? No. Spoiler alert. Dang no. It. So, I, so I shouldn't read this. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I guess if you really want a cameo by Borgulet, well, no. Maybe he'll get a one shot comic. One shot comic. Borgulet, a Star Wars story. Oh nice. my god. Exceptions. <laughs> so, what do you guys say? We start wrapping up this. Emotionally scarring episode of ours. <laughs> Let's put a green lightsaber in it and go home. <laughs> it's time. Oh boy. For the Jedi uh, to end and this podcast. Episode. So. <laughs> Except for the Jedi to end this podcast. <laughs> Forever. 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 <laughs> I hope not. That, that would be sad. Easy now, yeah. So, um. Well, there, you, there you have it for this week. Um, are we full of it? <laughs> are we not full of it? Is Cat Ray right? Is John right? Of course I am. Am I a coward for not taking a side? <laughs> Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, just let us know what you know you thought about our heated discussion here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Force Fan Podcast. Uh, if you want to call me a coward, you can do so on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Blue Lab Pro. If you'd like to tell me how I'm right about how Yoda is so <laughs> ruined generations of mail, Jedi. Send her the hate mail. <laughs> or send me hate mail. I would be happy to talk to anybody who wants to on Twitter or Instagram at Cat Ray. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at that John Fred. So once again, thanks. Uh, we are the Force. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. We can get past. <laughs> we'll totally uh, the be back. We'll totally be back. <laughs> we still love each uh, other. Seriously, yeah, we do. I do. <laughs> Most definitely. Most days. What? What? <laughs> We are the force. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Yoda rules!